Benvenidos and welcome to the Platform Latino podcast where we profile, highlight, and bring to the airwaves the successes of our community and those helping us to get us there. I'm your host, Osvaldo Valdez, and I'd like to thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi guys, today on the podcast we have Yvette Bodden, who has been featured on many popular publications such as Bella Magazine where she was recently named Bella Bosses We Admire. She writes, interviews, and gives inspirational talks, but most importantly she strives to empower women through good times and bad. Welcome Yvette. Hello Osvaldo, how are you? Good, good. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. And I think it's good that we're kind of closing out the year and this this podcast will be in the beginning of the year. But I think you can offer a lot of good insight into, um, you know, just recreating yourself, kind of keeping yourself balanced and living to your true purpose. Um, not only just the women, but, you know, men can benefit from that as well as get, gain insight on what they can do to help um, empower women, you know, in their pursuit of, of balance and and, you know, whatever their dreams are. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to, um, you know, leaving some nuggets of wisdom that I've sort of picked up along the way. It, it never stops, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you're always on a, on a quest to learn and, you know, you learn things here and there. And then, you know, what you think now, you know, in 20 years, you may think differently. So it's, you know, there's a lot of insight that comes along with age. Absolutely. An experience. So um, t- can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? You know, what's your past? You're, you're, you know, I think you're Dominican, right? But born and raised here? Dominican parents born and raised in uh, the city in New York. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. Where does my journey start? Um, I honestly didn't uh, set out to be an author or create a platform. Um I had a really difficult divorce and um, it just set me off on this journey where not only was I looking um, to figure out who I was, you know, after that relationship ended, it was, you know, about helping others on their journey. I felt really alone when I was, um, you know, during the midst of that life change, because that's what it is. It's, Mm-hmm. It's a loss of a marriage and, you know, life as you know it. Um, so I thought it was important to put my story out there. And I started writing what I didn't know at the time was a book. And then uh, soon after started the platform to tell more stories about, you know, not just myself, but women that we perceive as maybe having it all. Um, because behind every success, there's a story. Um, there are challenges and those are the stories that I want to tell. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a quick success. You know, they've gone through their battles. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, you know, I think it's important to tell those stories because, you know, with things like social media, uh, you know, we see that perfect picture, that perfect couple that, you know, and it's, it's just not, that's not true. You know, that's not true. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a facade. Yeah, everybody puts their the 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 highlights basically, but not the <laughs> I like that the highlights. 
And if you had to choose like one adjective or one word to describe yourself, like what would it be? One word to describe. Persistent. Persistent. Okay. And do you, would you say that like before this, the, the last divorce, did you, or the divorce that kind of took you on this path, do you feel like you would have considered yourself persistent as well? Yes. Just in a different aspect. For example, um, you know, I've worked in the corporate world for many years so i was always looking to evolve and um and just grow in some way shape or form and you know i was persistent in that um pursuit to you know whether it was earn more or um get a better role but i yeah i was always persistent in some way gotcha and then how would you describe your persistence now is it more Mm. (laughs) internal it's it's definitely, it's, I, I don't know, it's more of a fire because I have found my purpose, um, my passion. So now I'm more determined to just, you know, spread that message of empowerment, of inspiration. So now it's, you know, when I talk about persistent in my, in the earlier part of my life, I think it was sort of like a flame. And now it's like, it's fire. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a volcano of them. <laughs> yeah, no, if I had to choose one word from just reading about you and doing the research, I would have said like resilient because like you, you've gone through so much and you've, you've kind of, you know, like when they make a sword, you know, they have to beat it to get it, make it a harder metal and you, and it's gotten just so much stronger. And I feel like through all your life paths and everything you've learned and people, you met along the way, it's just kind of made you more and more resilient. And you're able to to share that basically with oh, which... you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's um, you described me really well. Um, I, I wow, that was um, I don't know that that hit a note. Thank you for that. Um, I think I forget sometimes. I just sort of push, you know, push through it. And I don't. Wow, I, I, w- I didn't even think of that word. No, Thank no, you. It's, <laughs> that's a, it's blaring to me at least. And you know, you you've lived the life, so you, you you're the the resilient one. But um, yeah, so you know, like, so you mentioned that you you went through this divorce, and it kind of threw you into you know a spiral, and you had to find yourself. You're, I think, I read a little bit that you were already kind of leaning towards a different path in life, but then you didn't have that support and you know, you guys weren't both on the same page, which happens a lot. And um, like, I know, like I wrote, like, I know your part one of your book, it says like divorce happens and divorce doesn't always involve marriages. So there's like single people, you might divorce friends, you might divorce situations and jobs, you know, it, it can, you know, parallel across many um, situations. But what are like some key things for people that are going through this transition or they, you know, they have to cut the fat as they sometimes say, you know, or, or shift gears. What would be your like your key like um, points to, to kind of help them determine that? I think one of the things that I always bring up is we have to be able to own our truth. Um, I think that's probably one of the hardest things that we'll ever do as human beings because, you know, a lot of times the truth is ugly. But until you don't own your truth, good and bad, you can't move forward towards something better. 
um, I think for me, definitely that was key. Um, the other thing I would say is we talk about being kind to others, being compassionate towards others. And we're oftentimes our worst critic and we have to find compassion for ourselves. I think that is huge. Um, we tend to be really hard on ourselves and it's important that we're kind to us, ourselves. We're not perfect beings. We make all type of mistakes and we fall down, but um, it's important to recognize that, you know, we're worthy of, you know, that grace. That is, you know, that's, those two things to me are, are really key in the process. No, it's so true. Cause like, um, like I, I talked to my therapist and, you know, he's like, Ozzy, you're always so hard on yourself. You're, you know, you're beating yourself up and, but you, and he kind of reminds me, you know, we each have our own journey and we each have our own accomplishments. What's one, my accomplishment may not be others, but then, you know, society and comparing to others, you kind of beat yourselves up and you always feel like not enough, but, but it's, yes. It's a good reminder. You got to, you know, as be nice to others, but you have to be compassionate and nice to yourself because, you know, you can't, you can't function if you're, you're beating yourself up all the time. Exactly. And, and we do that, I mean, more often than not, right? We're, um, I think we're harder on ourselves that, than we are on other people. Definitely. And sometimes we, we think what, what our expectations are from others is not, anything you know they're proud and happy and cheering us along the way and and proud of our accomplishments but we're like no they, they want more you know they, they expected this and straight A's instead of all A's and a B you know just little stupid examples like that and as you and I both know you know nobody asks you what, what grades did you get in college would you <laughs> they, they could care less it's all about who you are and the confidence that you 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 have in your day-to-day -day. absolutely and then like, so like going off of that too, you know, so like we talked about like when you need to divorce things, you know, you have to own your truth, you have to be compassionate, but like, what would you also say is like key to a healthy relationship with both yourself and others and, you know, kind of gauging that? I don't know. Um, I think for me, um, one thing that I didn't, um, I didn't acknowledge um, in the first half well, not first half of my life, but uh, for the first, um, I guess, phase of my life, I'd say I didn't acknowledge um, my self-worth. And I think that was, it was, um, it just, it played a big role in everything I did, every decision I made. That was, um, I think that would have, if I would have had that self-worth, it would have changed, you know, a lot of the decisions that I made. But then again, then I wouldn't be here today. So, yeah, you learn from every experience, <laughs> <laughs> both mistakes and and um, positive things. No, but it, it but it's true, like for self worth. But like how, like I think you have a daughter, or you have a yes, I have a yeah, daughter. Like so, how do you build? Make sure your your daughter's self worth is being built in a positive nature, and how because it's it's a lot like yourself have to that's the first word of it self worth. So like you can get all these exterior external influences, but like it's kind of building the characteristics so that you have that strong 
strong worth and you outside of the support system, but like, how do you teach her to build it within herself? Oh, how do I teach her? Um, I think, you know, she, I think she giving her an understanding that she isn't perfect, that, you know, she's going to make mistakes. Um, but she will learn from those mistakes. There, there's so many lessons to be learned. That's probably one of the biggest things that I try to help her with. Um, I try to um, not be judgmental. I think lots of times, um, you know, we can be judgmental. Um, expectations, you know, we all have expectations. And, you know, we've, um, we've sat down and talked about, you know, what my expectations are. And I've allowed her, not I've allowed her, but I've, you know, embraced her expectations as well. I think having that communication has been definitely key um, for us. We talk about, we, we talk about everything. Um, I, I just, I feel that it's important to allow her to be herself and embrace everything that she is. And uh, just one thought that came up, like if you guys are discussing her expectations and you, you know, see a more grander picture and you feel like she's limiting her potential, like how do you, like, how would you maneuver this? Cause this can be anything, your friendships, your family. So it can, it's like parallel to anything. That's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned, and, and you made a good point, it, expectations come with every relationship, right? But one of the things I've learned is to embrace, you know, the people that I love exactly for, you know, who and what they are. I think for a while I tried to change, um, you know, whether it, it was a, a boyfriend or whether it was, you know, a a, a sister, but I've tried to change who they are to meet my expectations. And that has that has blown up in my face, um, to put it lightly. So just embracing her, mm -hmm. I, I've had to do that. I, you know, at the end of the day, she has to walk her own journey. I am here to guide her. I can't I can't really tell her what to do. I know. I mean, as parents, we could guide them, but it's their journey. If that makes sense. No, definitely. Yeah. You have to be her guiding light and, you know, let her make her own mistakes, let her make her own, but like, you know, try to control it a little bit. So she stays safe, but <laughs> behind, behind the scenes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you also have to let her kind of realize that. And it kind of goes with the other thing, you know, talking about self-worth because when she experienced these things, then you, you know, you're always there as a support system and that open communication, she can go to you when she's made those mistakes. And then you can kind of give her reflection or help in her reflection to kind of build that, that self-esteem and self-worth. And it's hard. I mean, you know, as you know, coming from a Latino background, it's, you know, your parents are like, okay, you do what I say, not, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> not what I do. Um, I know for me, my, my mom said that quite a few times. Um, but it, it's really hard because you have to learn a different parenting style. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I've, I've had to learn myself how to 
you know, maybe not be as controlling or not be as, you know, mother knows, knows it all. Um, so it's, a, it's been a learning process for me as well. No, and, and, you know, any parent, you know, they learn it's on the job learning, I guess. I, I'm, I don't have kids yet, but from what my friends told me, they're like, ah, man, my kid came with this and I didn't even know how to answer it. <laughs> so it's a it's it's a learning process. But I, you kind of like touched on what I kind of want to also talk about with as Latino, you know, I'm Cuban and Puerto Rican, you're Dominican. We were both born in the States. So we're, we're kind of like first generation, second generation. But what from the like what are the the family dynamics and latino families that like what what's different from what you've seen maybe interacting with other cultures and then how do we shed that kind of toxic behavior or stuff that doesn't really play into us being our, our true selves you know i i think there's one thing that stands out for me um growing up there were a lot of taboos, conversations that we were not supposed to have, um, you know, whether it was shame or um, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure why I can't really say, but there were certain topics that we're, you know, we are not supposed to talk about. Um, and I've seen in other cultures, um, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I have um, people that I know in the Armenian culture, and you know, they seem to openly talk about everything. I don't know if you watch the Kardashians, but um, <laughs> but you know, they're really open about everything, and that to me is you know that's something that I've had to get used to because you know my family there were a lot of things that we you know they were sort of shoved under the rug or um, looked down upon, you're not supposed to talk about. So um, as a parent, I've had to break that cycle because mm -hmm. I do want to be able to speak to my daughter about anything. And, you know, when I say anything, I mean anything. So I, I think that has been huge in um, forming a healthy relationship with her because I've steered away from that attitude where, you know, I tell her, well, you know, we can't talk about that. I'm your mom. I, I won't do that. Yeah. Cause you have that, like that it has to be no holes barred, like every, anything's on the table. And you have to be prepared and open to receive that information. <laughs> that's, that's the other, you know, that's, that's a set, that's sort of a, it can be a setback. Um, but I'd rather know and be able to help guide her mm -hmm. than not know and, and, you know, God forbid something happens and she doesn't have the information. So, you know, I, you, you just have to be open because you will not always like what you hear, right? <laughs> no, it's so true because, like, um, it reminded me of the, the show Jane the Virgin. You know, she talks about the mom talking about the grandma talking about sex and it's a flower and you're going to ruin it. But then as the season goes on, you find out the mom, the grandmother had love affairs and this and that. And <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if you've had a similar sort of, you know, um, occurrence in, in your family history, but, uh, you know, aren't there topics that you were and, and maybe you weren't told don't speak about them openly, but you knew that if you 
talked about him, it was, you know, you'd get the evil eye or whatever it is they do. But yeah, no, my, my mom, my mom was born in the Bronx and grew up there for most of, like till through high school. So she's been very like blunt, like anything's open. Like we'll talk about random stuff, stuff that I even feel uncomfortable talking to. She, <laughs> she talks about my dating life and whatnot. But um, but I seen from her family and like other, you know, the Puerto Rican side, like there's some stuff that they just never talk about. They keep hush hush. They look the other way. They, you know, they. And it, and it goes back to generations. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy because, uh, you know, I don't want to get too heavy, but even, you know, something like sexual abuse, which has been going on in families for years. Um, it's something that even today, don't talk about that. You can't, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's carried on from generation to generation. No, definitely. Like, I remember when all the Me Too stuff happened, I asked my mom, like, were you ever in a situation like this? And she said there was a few times, but she shut it down. She was like self-confident and she was, she knew she wasn't going to put up with any of that BS. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and if I ever have a daughter, I want her to be strong and like, fearless when it comes to that situation but that is just like talking to them and you know keeping uh, keeping an open dialogue to to kind of if they have those questions or if you, you know they wonder you know they they know what's right from wrong and they they know that anything's possible so they they can talk about it absolutely so so we talked about a lot like a lot about like the change your life changes you know kind of cutting cutting unnecessary things changing your path but I'm sure like everybody has their day where you just feel tired and like <laughs> a day, no days <laughs> and drained. Like, how do you like, I have, it's a two part question. Like, how do you recenter and recalibrate? Like when you feel off and how, like, and then also like, what do you do every day to kind of pump you up and, and get you motivated? That's a really good question. Um, so after my divorce, I had about, I had a bout of depression. And it was, it was really bad. Um, and so I know what, you know, I know what that looks like. So when I feel, you know, whether it's tired or um, sad, I sort of do things to counteract it. I will, you know, read positive af affirmations. I will read, um, you know, a chapter in a book that will inspire me. I will look for quotes that you know, help lift my spirits. I will, um, you know, speak to my daughter. She always makes me laugh. She's in college now, but you know, she's a phone call away. So I'll, you know, speak to her to, we, we're like two clowns. Um, so, you know, I do things that will lighten my, my load because, you know, we as positive as we are, as inspired, inspiring as we can be, we also have our days that you know, we don't have that energy to literally to even post, you know, um, on social about how, you know, inspiring life is. But um, I'll listen to music that lifts my spirits, but I will find things to get me out of that hump. And we all have it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know anyone that's happy all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, you know, write something that is inspiring. It's really interesting because, you know, I've received amazing feedback about certain articles and I'll go back to the article 
and I'll remember when I wrote it, why I wrote it. And there are times when I write something inspiring, not just to inspire you and readers, but to inspire me. Wow. Um, so That's probably the best writing too, because you're it, Oh, yes, <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's um, because it comes from a very deep place. What, what has been like one article you wrote that, you know, maybe came from the heart or you're doing it to, to just kind of help reset you and get you back on track that got like so much feedback like that you're like even surprised with it and you're there's um there's an article and i wrote it i don't know if you took a look at the site but there's close to 500 articles on there mm -hmm. um but there is one article that it's called how to conquer the dips in your life to con and conquer the what the dips Oh, the dips. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I actually wrote it in English and in Spanish because I felt it was just so important to put that message out there. But I believe we all have these dips in life. Like I said, we're not happy all the time. I, I don't know anyone that is. Um, so we have these dips that literally we feel like it's the low of our lows. And when we have those dips in life and we can conquer them. And, and th those are the really painful moments in our lives. Once we conquer that, you know, whatever that moment is, that low, mm -hmm. there's a, it, it's like a moment of growth. It literally just sort of moves you on to the next level in your life. I think it's one of the most um, powerful moments you can have those, you know, th I call them dips. Um, and I, you know, I have them. I, I don't think those will ever stop, but those will also be the biggest moments of, you know, of growth. Yeah. You, and then plus like, it keeps you motivated for not motivated, but fueled because you're like, okay, I got over that dip. Like nothing's impossible. Like the next one you're ready for it and you just kind of take it as it comes. Exactly. And I, you know, I wrote that and I, I think I even included it in the article. Um, I wrote about that week and, you know, I, I sort of touched on how I was feeling and how I got out of it. It's, it's something I, I live by because those dips, they don't stop. They are part of life, Definitely. but they're yeah. there to help you grow. So yeah. And then, and then like, you know, that that's kind of also like a key indicator when you need help, when you feel like you can't get out of that dip, because, you know, therapy kind of builds your resilience and your, your, your toughness of getting yourself out of it. And, you know, in a healthy way, you know, not, not going to drugs or alcohol, but like really like self introspect introspection, you know, and just kind of realizing who you are, what you need to do to kind of reset, recalibrate and get you out of that funk. So exactly and it sounds like you recognize it i mean you, yeah. you know when you're there yeah no definitely and you sometimes you withdraw sometimes you just like people say oh you're not right and <laughs> and then it, it kind of clicks and you're like oh yeah i am not not not, 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 good. <laughs> it's not right now not this moment yeah. um you know but i've learned i've learned to to see those moments I think when you when you build that self-awareness um, and you embrace that pain, it's, it's going to come, but you see it coming and you sort of, 
it's easy not it's not that it's easy but it's it's less um it's less taxing when you when you know it's coming and you you just you embrace it there you know the, it's just gonna happen it's part of life i've learned that it's part of life yeah and you bounce back like my therapist always says like to take mini risk so when a big risk or a big kind of life event or whatever comes you've built yourself up with these mini ones that you've kind of controlled and you put yourself in those situations and so like you can bounce back and it's kind of oh, okay I've, you know i've done this before like <laughs> and you can um really and then that kind of just pushes you forward even stronger so exactly yeah so I, I saw on your instagram recently you talked about like your comfort zone and you know i think you had a fear of heights and you went up like a, on a skyscraper <laughs> but like how do you like challenge yourself and get you out of your but more challenge so you can grow how do I challenge? Or like, how do you find something to that? How do I find? I don't, you know, I, I know it sounds a little crazy, but a lot of what I do is guided by my intuition. I just, whatever my gut tells me is next, that's what I'm going for. Um, I don't know. There's, um, I really, I, I really have learned to listen to my intuition. Um, so when I do certain things, I, they, I, there's no strategy. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, tell you I have this big master plan. I don't. And it's funny because even when I wrote the book, um, I, I always say this, the book wrote me. I know I was supposed to write it. Um, and I just wrote and um i didn't set out to get it published i literally just went with my gut i know it sounds crazy but no it's not um, crazy at all i think, <laughs> I think those are the <laughs> the best best times because like it's it's the, your true self so your, your gut is telling you and they say like i think it, the the gut has the same power as your brain so it's kind of like they work well like very in sync well, sometimes out of sync, but then that's when you know you need to get balanced. But, but like but, as far, but like as far as you know, challenging myself on a daily basis. The last time I truly challenged myself, and and not you know, not necessarily physically, um, but I started during COVID. I write from experience. I write from what I feel, from what I live. During COVID, we were all on lockdown, so. I didn't know what to write, I'll be honest. Mm. So I set out to create this empowerment series. And I really did challenge myself by reaching out to people that they, I mean, the chances they were going to say yes were like, you know, you know, 1%. But I challenged myself to just ask what the worst they could say is no. And I was able to get some really amazing interviews just by asking and putting myself out there because a lot of, you know, being in the creative world, I think not even being in the creative world, I think just in general, rejection is something that I know for me, I have a really hard time with. Mm -hmm. So I put myself out there. I was like, okay, the worst they could say is no. And I got no's, I got, you know, crickets sometimes, because sometimes mm -hmm. you don't get. But once I got that one yes, I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to just keep trying and keep knocking on doors. So that for me was, it was challenging. But 
I, you know, I overcame that and on to the next challenge. So I just try to, um, I don't know, I just try to reach for the stars and hopefully I'll get the moon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it, it's so true, you know, like just kind of reaching out. Like I, I've sent out podcast requests that, you know, I've received some and, and sometimes it's like far-fetched ones and they, they kind of hit and then other times you hear crickets or you get a no, you know, sometimes a no is better than crickets, but I, I agree with that. <laughs> but, Especially as a writer, it's like uh, a lot of people just say, you know, no, this is not for us or that um, you just have to keep going, keep challenging yourself to, you know, go big or go home. Right. That's what they say. No, definitely. And then so you wrote the book, what it was a year ago or was it during 20? No, um, the book was published in 2019. Okay. Um, I probably started around 2017, I guess. Um, it took me about the whole process took about two years. And then in 2019, the uh, publishing company was like, yep, yeah, let's do it. So awesome. And then and, but you say you, your gut kind of led you into it, to writing it. What what were like, what were the, the highlights and what were the the <laughs> Uh, the, what, what were the highlights? Um, I don't, I'd say the highlight was writing it and being able to let go. For me, that was, um, I always say this, it's gonna sound weird, but like vomiting on paper, like literally, because I was able to put it out, you know, and just let go of the story. Um, because it is, you know, part of my real story. Um, I say that was the highlight, being able to let go. Um, the low points, um, getting so many no's, I guess, but I don't know. I think the no's make you tougher, make you more resilient. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily it's a low point. Disappointing maybe, but. Well, yeah, you keep trudging along. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about the Kardashians. My favorite artist is Kanye West and. You know, he talks about like, you know, Jesus walks was rejected a bunch of times and it became a, a huge hit. And then and I think and I heard another story. What was it? Uh, the Harry Potter author. Oh, yeah. J.K. Rowling. Right. Yeah. She got I, I can't remember how many um, rejections she received, but the, it was a lot. Yeah, there's countless stories that they, they were rejected by 30 of the 31 publishing things or something. And the 31, the 31st comes back to them and and says, exactly. maybe, you know, <laughs> So, so what are you working on next? So you have your empowerment series and I, I you, like, you should check it out and our, it's awakened. What's the, oh, the full website? Awakened-woman.com. Awakened-woman.com. She has like a bunch of articles, wealth of information. And then in her interview series, she's interviewing like big names, like on hot hit TV shows people behind the scenes i think Ida rodriguez i think she was i was actually able to sit with her in person and oh, it wow. was amazing it was truly i'm so grateful to her um and her team they were amazing it was it was um it was really special that's a really good um interview and for me it meant so much because she's dominican puerto rican and I don't know if you've seen her special, but I've seen it three times. It hits home. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's really good. Um, you know, and just the conversation was, um, 
It was amazing. And then um, Alicia, Alicia Pascual. Okay. Um, she's from Saved by the Bell, um, the reboot. I had an interview with her and we talked about, you know, really heavy, you know, uh, subjects. We talked about colorism, discrimination. It got pretty, pretty deep, but it, it, these are topics that are important for us to talk about. No, so and like stuff like we were talking about, like taboo or like stuff that's not talked about on a normal basis, especially amongst Latinos. Like that was one of the main reasons I've, I started this podcast is because I feel like, you know, if you like, I always say, you can ask anybody on the street, name five prominent African-Americans or, you know, from history or present, and they can name them like right off the bat. But then if you ask Latinos, like, you know, even I, myself included, it's, you know, you, you, you can name one or two and then you're like, uh, <laughs> and, and it's, it's sad, you know, but like having these interviews and having this content, content and these platforms that we're both creating, you know, it kind of gives those people elevation like i never knew there was a reboot for saved by the bell but you know now i kind of i mean i haven't been living under a rock but are you sure <laughs> but now i gotta well the, the i mean the great thing about it is like i grew up i remember watching saved by the bell the original one mm -hmm. and when i saw this saved by the bell she's dominican and you know there's an episode where you know, there's discrimination and she turns to the screen and she says, you know, yo soy Dominicana and, you know, and I'm proud. And I was like, wow, I never, ever thought I would see that. Mm -hmm. I didn't, not on TV. So, you know, these, we have to support, you know, these actors, you know, artists. Um, and that was in like the, the original one, You there weren't, that I guess... Mario there weren't Lopez, any but oh, yeah uh, but <laughs> but seeing although you know a dominican i mean it's 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 pretty it was pretty amazing mm -hmm. no no and, and we are being represented more and more you know it it's not the 20 percent of representation that we have in the u.s but it's it's slowly creeping in there <laughs> i mean but we you know but we have to keep supporting um these type of platforms like yours and you know these artists and actors that are representing us on screen on the big screen and small screen we really need to do more of that definitely and then like just to, to kind of close up um you know we talked a lot your your readership or you know you write a lot about you know women empowerment and how you've kind of conquered divorce and life changes and you know but like what can latino men do to help empower women and you know, be that, that support system and, you know, the voice that, you know, well, you're to, doing it. <laughs> you're getting, I mean, you're, when you give, you know, the women in your life a voice, whether it's friends or colleagues or, you know, moms, daughters, um, as a man, when you do that, I think that's one of the biggest things you can do, you know, help give them a voice. Uh, whether it's by lending your platform or, you know, maybe giving them some sort of support, you know, in the workplace. I think we need to do these things um, or you need to do these things. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's all about mutual support. Um, and I don't think it, I think whether it's women and women supporting women or men supporting women, I think we just all need to support each other. Um, because we could get so much more accomplished by doing that. 
Yeah, I think in your book, in like your intro, you said like, you know, they say it's a 50-50 thing, but no, everybody both have to bring 100%. So, and that, and that's just a life skill, you know, and to, to really bring up, right, raise the tides of, of our success. Absolutely. So, no, well, thank you so much, Yvette. Like, I think we learned a lot, you know, about like just, you know, empowerment and, and you know, finding your self-worth, being compassionate to yourself, own your truth, which is not easy, but it's a, it's a journey in itself. <laughs> And um, no, is it like, where can people find you and learn more about you? Well, I, like I said, the platform is awakened-woman.com on Instagram and Twitter as Woman Awakened. My book is at Barnes, uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. Um, so definitely, I mean, there's so many articles on there and there are some uh, Spanish articles uh, as well. So um, I would love, you know, men and women to uh, stop by. I've actually received a, a couple of, not many, a couple of messages from, you know, men just saying, hey, you know, thank you for, you know, not man bashing, um, uh, you know, and, and trying to show us in a good light because there are good men out there as well. So. No, yeah, that's important. You know, you can't focus it on men, but like, you know, it's, it's good that, that men are reading it because it's, it learns, they can learn, they can become more compassionate and understanding of, a, of the situation from the women's point of view, which is, is very um, important. All right. And then the last question I usually ask everybody is what's like, if you had to say a mantra or like one word that, that keeps you going, not, not so much about yourself, but like, like the beat of your drum, like what would be that word or the mantra? You know, it's, I love quotes, um, but right now what comes to mind is, and we touched on it, know your self-worth. I, I, I can't say that enough. Mm -hmm. um, I know for me, learning my, my worth has completely changed my life because once you know your worth, you never accept less than you deserve. I think that is the message that I'd like to leave. Oh, that's powerful. Well, thank you so much, Yvette. Thank you so much for having me on Platform Latin. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, hit subscribe. And of course, follow us on IG, Facebook, and all their social media platforms at Platform Latino. That's P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-L-A-T-I-N-O. Thanks again and have a wonderful and inspired day.